Hello, I am Sandra Ezekwesili, and you come to me for hard facts. The world keeps turning, and you're trying to keep up. The fight against coronavirus has the option. But there's so much noise drowning out the news. Talking heads, broadcast messages, press releases. They're telling you their side, but you just want the facts. And that's why you come to me. I give you the statistics without spin. Out of 116 million working age Nigerians, 35.5 million are employed full-time. That's 30%. I give you the context. I give you the history. I fight fake news with facts. Kayode. Let me talk. No, I will, I will let you talk. Kayode. Kayode, I will let you talk if you let me talk. Kayode. That's why more and more Lagosians are tuning in. Half a million Lagosians. 720,000. 970,000. Over 1 million Lagosians. They know that if you give me your afternoon, I will give you hard facts. In order Sandra, I am Sandra Ezekwasili. And these are your hard facts. Lagos, I'm Sandra Ezekwesili, and these are your hard facts. First hard fact of the day, 4,387. That's how many Nigerians died in vehicle crashes in the first half of the year, according to Road Safety Corps. Uh, Road Safety recorded over 4,000. Uh, 14,000 crashes uh, in this same period. Lagos, I beg. Eh? I beg. Drive carefully. For the sake of yourself, for the sake of others on the road, for the sake of your loved ones, drive carefully. And these days, thankfully, there's less traffic on the road. Less traffic, I know, means that fewer people have money to buy fuel, so that's why they're not on the roads anymore. It's also bad for those who are having to... Uh, uh, for those who used to make money once there's traffic. So I'm thinking about the hawkers right they made some money when there was traffic the entrepreneurs who have these hawkers selling from for them also made some money so i'm thinking about the ripple effect of the no traffic anymore but i shall like that there's no traffic anymore however no traffic also means that people are driving as if lagos is now formula one so i beg eh calm down be calming down thank you i've got a second hard fact for you this one is from serap serap is suing uh Senate President Akbabio and House Speaker Abbas over what it calls, quote, the unlawful plan to spend 40 billion naira on 465 exotic and bulletproof cars for members and principal officers and 70 billion naira as palliatives for new members, end quote. Again, Nigerians have been dragging the National Assembly for seeming to be spending a lot on itself at a time where everybody is saying to us, tighten your belts, tighten your belts, face serious hardships. I've got a third hard fact for you. Remy Tinubu, uh, like you heard on our 3 p.m. Uh, bulletin, hosted a reception for the Super Falcons in Asso Rock. The Falcons just returned from the Women's World Cup in Australia and New Zealand. Um, they made it to the round of 16. Last week, the First Lady also welcomed the Tigresses, that's our women's basketball team, after they won the Afro Basket for the fourth time in a row but of course i have a question about that situation right why was it the first lady receiving them why was it the first lady receiving them if this had been the super eagles or the tigers would they have been hosted by the first lady or would they have been hosted by an actual government official like the president or the vice president or the sports minister, if there is a sports minister, because we sure don't have a sports minister yet, or health minister, or budget minister. Was the decision to have the first lady host them simply because they were women? And if that was it, then I have another question, you know? I mean, are the Falcons a women's team first, or are they a Nigerian team first? Does this decision, the decision to have a first lady welcome them, does it reveal the way that we treat women's sports in Nigeria, which is as a women's thing and not as a sport? How many men's teams have won an African championship four times in a row? How many men's teams have gone on beating in the group stage at the FIFA World Cup? How many men's teams have been welcomed by a first lady instead of a president? You see this glass ceiling, eh? It ain't take many shapes. 
I've got a fourth hard fact for you. Nigerian girls can now get the HPV vaccine. HPV is a virus that can lead to cervical cancer. But now there's a vaccine. Hooray. And the NPHCDA says it's now available nationwide at primary health care centers. And it's free. Any girl aged between 9 and 14 is eligible. So please, if you have a daughter between 9 and 14, Get her vaccinated today so that you can help her prevent cervical cancer tomorrow. I am vaccinated against cervical cancer as well. When the uh, vaccines came out, they were like, well, they were not sure what it was going to be able to do for um, adult women who are sexually active. But um, the recommendation was to go and get the vaccine anyway. So I got I got vaccinated. I have my three shots complete. But Lagos will probably say, Sandra, you too like vaccine. <laughs> but vaccines save lives. Hey, vaccines are the reason we don't have polio anymore. They're also the reason why a lot of the diseases that could have killed us, you know, and did kill a lot of our ancestors before the vaccines were discovered. That, you know, vaccines are the reason we're not dying from those diseases anymore. And once they finish this, their work on malaria vaccine. Ah, or more levels. Anyway. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in to Hard Facts today. I've got a great show for you, starting with the big weekend. Let's talk about the war of words between Tunde Bakare and the APC. Have you been following that story? Then let's talk about petrol marketers warning about another price hike. And then let's talk about the Niger Republic junta agreeing to talks with ECOWAS. It's an extended big weekend, so let's keep talking after the business news at four. On the big hard fact, let's talk about employment rackets. Have you ever been asked to pay money to get a government job? To get any job? Did you pay? How did it happen? How much did you pay? We'll be having that conversation. I'll be hearing your stories from five o'clock. As usual, we'll have news updates at the top of the hour every hour. Before I hand you over to the newsroom, but Lagos, let's get started with today's Big Three. I am Sandra Ezekwesili, and these are your hard facts. Standing to criticize Tinubu and the APC. How much is petrol in your area? And will Chiani really negotiate with Echoes? It was a big weekend, Lagos. Let's talk. This weekend, the APC got into a war of words with Pastor Tunde Bakare. Bakare is the, is the general overseer of uh, Citadel Glo uh, Global Community Church. He also ran against uh, Bola Tinubu for the APC presidential ticket. And right now, he's criticizing the SSS over the treatment of Godwin Emefiele. Bakara said, quote, The actions of the SSS have raised concerns about professionalism and adherence to the rule of law. The reported invasion of the premises of the EFCC and the handling of the case of Emefiele have sparked discussions regarding the need for due process and equitable application of justice. The handling of the Emefiele case has sent a signal to the world and the current president's disposition to the war against corruption. End quote. Strong words. It didn't stop there. He also said that the APC has lost its way. He said, quote, at this juncture, I must also sound a warning to the APC. I was there when the APC was formed and the extent of my involvement is well documented. As a stakeholder and more importantly, as a nation builder, I am more obligated to state without equivocation that this is not the APC we envisaged or envisaged. The results of the last election were clear indications that Nigerians are fed up with what the APC had become, end quote. And Lagos, he seemed to blame Bola Tinubu for the situation. He says that it's a result of Tinubu's style of politics, end quote. Here's what he said, quote, I warned that the politics of entitlement, the Emilokan type of politics, would breed an imperium presidency, one that would slide towards dictatorship and would be intolerant of dissent, end quote. Now, of course, Emilokan was um, Tinubu's campaign soundbite. So Bakara is implying that Tinubu is using the SSS to destroy his opponents. 
And the APC did not take it lying down. They hit back over the weekend. We heard from National Secretary Ajibola Bashiru. He questioned Bakare's competence to criticize the Tinubu administration. Bashiru said, quote, I said competence on what he's talking about. The fact that you have ideas doesn't mean you are competent in what you're saying. But he's entitled as a citizen. For instance, I'm not an engineer. I don't have the competence to make valid proposition in the engineering field, even though I'm a citizen of Nigeria. The fact that he, Bakare, is a Nigerian does not give him the right to make the criticism that he is making we have a four-year mandate and by the grace of god even before the first one year people will start seeing the fundamental adjustments that is being made in the economy of our country end quote national secretary apc very interesting point he makes there i think do you believe that only experts in particular areas should be able to criticize a government's handling of that area so let me give you examples right should health workers be the only ones discussing health policy in public? Or should every citizen have a say, since first of all, every policy affects everyone, and second of all, we're all going to uh, 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 vote based on our layperson's understanding anyway? 0700993993993. What do you make of Tunde Bakare's criticism of the APC and the president? Do you think he's correct to suggest that the SSS is following Tinubu's lead? Do you agree that the current presidency is embracing an authoritarian style? Or do you think Tunde Bakare is out of line? 01465-7190-0700-993-993-993. WhatsApp is 080-959-75805. I've got Feta in the studio with me. Feta is going to be uh, joining me sort of on the show today. Hi, Feta. Hi, Sandra. <laughs> Good to have you, you know, join us on this side where it's not like, ah, what's up, Lagos? <laughs> I'm a judge and I'm a jury. Ah. But thankfully, another kind of jury that kicked out um, Uriel, Uriel last night. <laughs> I'm very pissed off by that, by the way, but that's a conversation for a different day. Lagos, let's talk. 0700993993. Hello. Hello, Sandra Zephyr. Thanks for calling. What's your name, sir? Emeka is my name. Welcome, Emeka. Talk to me, Emeka. First of all, before I proceed, let me give kudos again to Sarah. Once again, they have come through for Nigerians. Right. They are the only organization that seems to know what it means to be a citizen of this country. Right. Demanding accountability via legal instruments. And to their credit, they have secured so many landmark judgments, albeit some were adhered to, and most of them were not adhered to, but at least they are setting the pace for other people to follow. Yes. On Tunde Bakare, I like to dwell on the message rather than the messenger. A lot of people, when Abbasanjo wrote his letter, people felt Abbasanjo didn't have the local standing to do that. But I see, I say no. Uh, Tuna Bakari has hinted on certain salient points which we will look into. If I were this administration and they really want to make any meaningful impact in the lives of Nigerians, they should be concerned about the import of the message contained therein uh, 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 Mr. Bakari's submission. Hello? Mm -hmm, I'm here. Yes, because uh, first of all, a lot of wrong policies taken too hasty. If you look at the subsidy issue, you look at the DSS matter, mm -hmm. of course, he, what he said was on point. Most of these, the way a manner the, uh, the arrest of a missile was handled, mm. which is the drama that took place uh, in front of our, uh, our Halloween Of course, chamber. yes. Of course, raising a lot of questions about professionalism. While we were growing up, the SSS then were so much revered and dreaded because you hardly you hardly seen all you hear is action. So and then it, it appears that the DSS now is an instrument of, of well I say black uh, intimidation as it were. So back and raised some issues which if I were them, they should welcome objective criticism and saying that you must be an expert in a particular field to make comment on it is wrong. You may be a critical stakeholder in that sector, but the policies made there to affect everyone in this country. And as a result, he who wears the shoe knows where it thinks the same. Mm. So, Bakari, like others, should be able to make the objective criticism that will help to form well orchestrated policies to the betterment of every Nigerian. Mm. So, I want to say that let us dwell on the message rather than the messenger. And again, kudos to Sarah. All right. Uh, 
They are, really they are doing well. Thank you very much for calling Emeka from Satellite Town, 99.3. Hi, how are you? Hi, Sandra, good afternoon. Good afternoon. What's your name, sir? How was, my name is Ben. I'm calling from Eva. Welcome. Talk to me. How was that weekend? It was short. How was yours? Are you sure? It's fine. Still okay. fine. Welcome. Fine. Mm-hmm. Go, ahead. Go, ahead. Go ahead. Sandra. Yes. <laughs> you have sharp mouth. Sandra. Yes. Uh, this uh, this job therapy is doing now. I'm telling you, this one level supposed. If you say level is doing this in therapy is doing, Nigeria will be better by now. Do you know that all these are senators now. They are the most expensive and legislators. They are the most expensive. They receive more than American president. The most expensive political office in the, in the whole world. Mm. The most expensive Nigerian politics politicians. They are leaders, they are the most expensive, it's too bad. They're supposed to be collecting grade level 17. Even our president, grade level 17. Our governor, grade level 17. That is how it's supposed to be. That is what level is supposed to fight. But you see now that level is just concentrated on the pump price. At the time, they will look to be looking at the administration, their pump price. They see 620, they will declare strike. Not only this, there are so many things that are bad in this country. What they're doing is they're sharing billions. It's not supposed to be like that. I think that's for that in America. They'll tell you overseas how they are running government here. If look at Obama now when he, he finished ruling America for for, for years, he went and rented an apartment. And they say that over there now that even if you have a guest, if you lose to buy him drink, I don't government one. Look at the security votes here. Come governors, one billion. It is too, too bad. And this is for money that we used to develop Nigeria. They are sharing it among themselves. Thank you very much for calling. We've got Azu Frank joining us from Indonesia. Hi, Frank. Hi, Sandra. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Welcome. Talk to me. Feta, what did they make you happy? I can watch you from here, Indonesia. I'm seeing you. I'm just <laughs> happy anyhow. All right. Let's go back to the topic. Um, past, the pastor, he spoke a lot on a variety of topics mm-hmm. and um, he touched a lot of things. For me, unlike the last caller that said we should not talk about the messenger, I won't talk about the messenger. Now, my issue with the pastor is if he had won the primaries and probably won the election, he would have been the president. And the question is, how are we going to be having talking about peace when there is no justice? Now, this is a pastor that knows very well that he's a Yoruba guy. Let's face the fact. He's supposed to throw his... The, like he's you know going to the ring knowing very well that look by the way he's supposed to be talking about justice the evil man is supposed to be the president kind of as if i'm talking like now a religious person i'm let's leave the whole secular stuff him as a pastor hmm. he's supposed to know look who he's not supposed to you know buy for presidency as a yoruba guy and i asked myself after the whole um, talk and you know i'm like is it because you did not win the election if you have won, you'll have gone in a Yoruba guy. We've had a passenger. So what is it? Why can't you talk about the you know, the messenger? For me, I think he's just crying foul. That's just how I see it. Have a nice day, Sandra. All right. He's just crying foul, Frank says, from Indonesia. Thank you very much, Frank, for calling. We've got messages on WhatsApp. Feta is going to help me take a look at some of those messages. All right. Uh, this first one here says, Sandra, that caller from Iba that just called, the one that said you have a sharp mouth, his voice is sounding like Peter Obi's voice. Regards. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, <laughs> your se- someone also says, your second caller sounds so much like Obi. <laughs> okay. On the job racketeering, I just smiled 50,000 naira twice. Even helped to pay. Don't team. worry. 5 p.m. That's when we'll have that conversation. <laughs> eh? Don't worry. 5 p.m. Hmm? Madam Sandra, any government not ready to take in criticism is just synonymous to dictatorship. It saddens my heart that institutions of the state are now being used for political intimidation and harassment. It's really a shame. Celebrate downfall driver without one hmm. um the apc is is lame do we need to be an expert to understand where nigeria currently is heading under the current government removal of fuel subsidy without ensuring the domestic refinery is working to reduce pressure on fx demand for fuel imports no clear plan for nigerians to cushion the removal of fuel subsidy floating exchange rates without adequate dollar inflows in highly dollarized import driven economy so it's until four years time before nigerians see benefits really Niyi Omole Lagos. 
Um, Sandra, we are all feeling the pain and have every right to criticize the government. Meanwhile, Tinubu is following the way of Buhari to use DSS to intimidate citizens. Raf from Satellite Town. All right. Thank you very much. Let's take a look at uh, who we have on the phone lines. 99.3. Hello. Hello. Thank you for calling. Yeah, good afternoon. Good afternoon. What's your name, ma'am? Uh, Ahibwe on the line. Ahibwe. Ahibwe, welcome. Talk to me. Go ahead. Yeah, as regards to the recent uh, talk of Tunde Bakari, mm-hmm. uh, apart from being a Yoruba or a contender uh, for the presidency, and they might have every right to contest, whether you are from Igbo or from any part of the world. What he has said is the right thing. Tunde said that the money was being shared with this, uh, the inner cocoa cycle of the Kabar. That was why he now removed this subsidy, so that the money will not be sent to them. Now, if you know the money was not actually credited to the uh, subsidy of fuel, why increase the fuel now? The money was not the money that was being uh, removed as fuel subsidy. It was it was not on the, the benefit of the entire Nigeria. And that is what he said. And that is only the few people are sharing the money. He is part and parcel of the uh, government. And he knows those who are sharing the money. He would have increased the fuel. Because now, by removing the subsidy, you say increase the fuel. So the money added to the fuel, is it going to Kaba now? So that's what we want you to know. Now that you have removed the fuel subsidy, the Kaba are not sharing the money again. What of the income of the, uh, the, uh, the, the double price of the, uh, the fuel subsidy? What of the money now we are using to buy fuel? About 500. Before it was just 180 or 210. Now it, it has shared the former price. Who is taking this present money now? Good question. We'll take a break. When we come back, I'll answer that question from Aigwe. Lagos, I'm Sandra Ezekwesili. This is Hard Facts. Don't go away. I'm Sandra Ezekwesili. Petrol marketers say that prices may go up because the Naira is falling against the dollar. We've heard from Ipman, Moman, and PPROOA. All of them say that there's a problem because importers are buying petrol in dollars and they're selling it in Naira. So the importer bought fuel when dollar was 800. They're now selling it and dollar is 900. They need to raise their Naira price to keep their dollar profits. We heard from Chief Chineidu Ukadike. He is the Ipman PRO. And Chief Ukadike said, quote, Once there's a slack in the Naira against the dollar, there's going to be an effect. The demand and supply of Forex is a key factor. We should also understand that it isn't only petroleum products that use Forex. Other manufacturers who import one thing or the other are also searching for dollars. So the surcharge for dollars has continued, the surge, sorry, for dollars has continued to increase. So now that the dollar is hitting 9 10 to 9.40 and approaching 1,000, you should expect to buy PMS at the rate of 7.15 per litre. This is because marketers still source dollars from parallel market and not only marketers but virtually importers. End quote. Very important point because remember that um, the exchange rates are not unified anymore even though the president announced uh, you know that he will unify the exchange rate and the CBN also followed that announcement the official rate is much lower than the parallel market rate official rate is in the 700s but that means that there's a scarcity of dollar at the official rate in the INE window so importers are back in are back to sourcing in the black market. So that's a heads up, just heads up for you. You know, we're getting uh, for, from petrol marketers. What do you think? How much are you buying for right now? How much is that impacting your life? How much will increasing it to perhaps seven fifty a liter? How much will that impact your life as well? I'm Sandra Ezekwesli. You're listening to Hard Facts on 99.3 Nigeria Info. WhatsApp is 080-959-75805. Call us as well on 01465-7190. Hi, thanks for calling us. Hello. Hi. 
Hello. Emeka is here from Lanka. Hello. I don't know how you're doing it, Emeka, but welcome back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This uh, issue of um, rising cost of uh, petroleum products mm-hmm. will not stop. Uh, see, there was somebody that called in during Joyce's show, Jonathan. Mm-hmm. He said something that the first thing to do was to revert to that original price. Because if you look at it, my sister, was, was there any reason in the first instance for removing subsidies? There, there was no reason for that. You allege that a few individuals, code named elite of the elite, <laughs> We're defrauding Nigerians of subsidies. Rather than going after the elite of the elite or those few individuals who have become so powerful, they now decided to punish the rest of Nigerians by removing the subsidies. And then the price keeps going up and up. And it will continue that way because, one, this is a, an economy that is dependent on importation. What are we exporting that will strengthen the Naira? The answer is no. The refineries are moribund. They are making promises that they will become one or two will become functional by December. Who is sure? We've been hearing promises of more promises. Why not allow the subsidy to continue? Then fix the refineries and then remove it. Or go after what you call these uh, uh, modular refineries. Fix them, let them salvage the system within the economy for now, mm. or to be able to fix at least two or three of the refineries. Where is the Dangote refinery that they already went to commission? Have they started producing? The answer is no. You see, this everything now falls back to what Bakari was speaking about and what most of us know about that. This administration, as currently constituted, mm. cannot salvage Nigeria. They cannot solve our problems because they don't look at the overwhelming majority of the masses when making or formulating, formulating their policies. All right, Emeka, let's leave it at that because you've called before. 99.3, hello. 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 Good afternoon. Good afternoon. What's your name, ma'am? How was your weekend, though? How is your family? We're very well, thank you. How's yours? Mm, fine, though. Glory be to God, though. <laughs> this is Market Woman, though. Welcome, Market Woman. Wait till you have to. I go. back, oh. We need Sausage back. Because that one is a scam. Uh, hey, let me talk about uh, our pastor. Hmm. You know why I will not leave it in the uh, leave the message up. Uh, I'll focus on the, the message. Uh, mm. No, me, I want to focus on the message. Okay. You remember when these people gathered because of subsidy? Yes. Now be back at it. It's for front. Then uh, uh, the other of our daddy, Waleshenka, he dead here. Where the day now? When everything turned upside down, please go, oh, let them go back to that place and gather themselves the way they gathered that time. Before you see, we forgive them, oh. There is nothing like subsidy. Let them bring it back. Because these people, they are sampling Nigeria money. We want to bring it, oh. Thank you. Thank you, market woman, for calling. The military regime in Niger is ready to dialogue with ECOWAS. We heard this from the civilian that they've installed as Prime Minister, Ali Zain. Uh, this weekend, uh, a group of Muslim clerics from Nigeria went to Niamey on behalf of the government. They were led by Balalao, the national chairman of Jamatu Izalatu Bida, Waikamatu Suna. And here is what Ali Zain said after the meetings. Quote, we have agreed and the leader of our country has given the green light for dialogue. They will now go back and inform the Nigerian president what they have heard from us. We hope in the coming days, ECOWAS will come here to meet us to discuss how the sanctions imposed against us will be lifted. End quote. So it just sounds, it sounds like the regime is trying to negotiate a deal that lets them stay in power. It's going to be interesting to see if ECOWAS is open to that and uh, what ECOWAS will ask for in return. Maybe they'll demand for the release of the elected president, Mohamed Bazoum, because he's still in custody and the coup leaders are saying that they want to put him on trial. So that's happening. Uh, Meanwhile, ECOWAS is still deciding on a course of action. So um, on the executive side, the heads of government, 
government have activated the ESF, the ECOWAS standby force. But on the legislative side, the ECOWAS parliament is split. The parliament met virtually this weekend and they met to discuss the next steps. And even among our Nigerian representatives, there was a split. So you had uh, the anti-military side and the military side. On the anti-military side, um, you had Idris Wase and Ali Ndume. Wase said, quote, we should be careful not to start what we cannot finish. When the Russia-Ukraine war started, people thought it was going to be a sharp war. A year after, the war lingers with the attendant economic squander and wanton destruction of lives and property. The sub-regional uh, chiefs know what they stand to benefit economically. That's why they are eager to militarily intervene in Niger. Most of them are corrupt. Any war on Niger will have adverse effects on 60% of Nigeria, especially northern Nigeria. End quote. That's Idris Wasi speaking there. Then we also heard from the pro-military side. Uh, on the pro-military side, uh, we have uh, Linda Ekpazu. She's also an ECOWAS parliamentar uh, parliamentarian representing Nigeria. She's not a fan of negotiation because she says that it has not worked in past coups in the region. She said, quote, how effective was the approach ECOWAS adopted in Guinea, uh, Mali and Burkina Faso? The decision that ECOWAS should take in resolving the Niger political imbroglio will depend on how effective the diplomacy adopted in the countries already under military government was. If that is not done, it means we are tactically giving approval for coups, knowing that the sub-regional body ECOWAS cannot do anything punitive. End quote. However, however... Ali Ndume calls for negotiation. He says, let's negotiate, let's not invade. He also accused Bola Tinubu of overstepping his powers. Here's what he said, quote, The ECOWAS chairman, President Tinubu, wrote to the Nigerian Senate on the planned military intervention in Niger, and the Red Chamber vehemently opposed the use of force. Members instead prefer that dialogue should be adopted in resolving the impasse. President Tinubu has no right to close the Niger-Nigeria border and cut off electricity without the approval of the Nigerian National Assembly. Assembly. It is not the juntas that are suffering the sanctions, but innocent people. End quote. Very strong words from Wase accusing the generals of wanting a war so their defense budgets will go up. Strong words from Undume saying invasion, uh, uh, negotiation, not invasion, accusing the president of overstepping his powers, contrasting opinions on what to do next in Niger Republic. Which of these arguments do you, uh, do you side with? Which, which side of the debate do you fall under? Which side of the debate do you agree with more? Do you trust that the regime is ready to negotiate? I'm talking about the Niger regime now. Do you think that it is ready to negotiate or do you think that they're just buying time? Do you think that they've changed their tune because ECOWAS is showing a readiness to sending troops? Could that be why they're changing their tune? Share your thoughts with me, 0700-993-993-993-0146-719-0700-993-993-993-0146-719-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-
they, 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 the NFDC became the sole importer of fuel. They were giving NFDC 450,000 tariffs of crude. Right. They said they were using it for swap. Since 2016, they were the sole importer of NNPC. Right. And they, we, they were, there was no, nothing like subsidy. So the way subsidy now enter again through crooked way, that they said they were not paying anybody. They were just finding the money for themselves. Nobody was receiving it. All the people they indicted denied that they did not receive anything. All the companies denied they were not receiving anything. So right now, they said that they have regulated fuel. The market as the players have come in, they get their license. And the NFC still collect four hundred and fifty thousand barrels of crude. And I'm telling you the truth. If I see the NFC man, I hear from him live, chief time, and I can't I hear from him, he's currently there with them. He knows everything. He said that with this this number of amount of uh, crude that if you refine it, Nigeria will be getting about thirty something thousand thirty something million liters of fuel which we need so how come these people are importing NNPC is taking our crude out how come the price is rising and the Tinubu does not want to go and, and investigate and, and, and arrest this military he has been milking Nigeria since for how many years alright Ben thank you very much for calling we've got TA on the line TA welcome talk to me hi Sandra. welcome yeah, I actually want to talk about the first two stories. Yeah, first, I will uh, start with the oil uh, fuel subsidy or whatever. Mm-hmm. The problem with Nigeria is whatever goes up, never comes down. <laughs> now, in fact, it's the truth. These people that they are saying they are removing fuel subsidy, I keep on imagining what's going on because they keep on saying that dollar prices is this dollar, price. but where we are here, is it that the dollar prices is not affecting us here because? What we notice here is that there is no subsidy, but every day the price of well keep changing. It reflects everyday dollar uh, rate. So, for example, you may see that we are buying um, petrol for two euros today, mm-hmm. and tomorrow you can be buying it for one point five euros. Mm. So, what's the problem of Nigeria such that it's only going up and not ever reflecting? the rate of dollars because so, because so yeah. so so the thing is so you know naira rate is not staying steady the way euro is staying against the dollar in fact euro is stronger than the dollar right now euro gained on the dollar right now right so with naira it's different so one naira um used to used to be 400 and something official rate and then it climbed to seven something now it's at 900 and something that 900 and something is not the official rate it's black market rate but the problem is that fuel marketers are not getting their dollars from CBN, from official rates or from banks. They are getting their dollar like all other importers in the country from black market. Yeah. And black market yeah. is 900 and something naira. So they're saying that yeah. the stock they currently have in the market, they bought it when dollar was low. But they are selling in naira. And if they are selling in Naira, they're making losses. And so as businessmen and women, they have to find a way to make a gain, which is why now they're so, talking about increasing so, again. So the problem is then the government, they should go and work on this um, monetary policy instead of um, killing Nigerians. And that's what Bakari was saying. Hmm. Don't kill corruption. Don't kill Nigerians. Hmm. Uh, some people are saying that uh, Bakari, you cannot ignore the voice of Bakari. Uh, yes, I was disappointed in the fact that he went to be, to be campaigning in APC. But the truth still stands. Whatever I, what he said is what Nigerians are facing. The people are suffering, and these people keep on saying that let the poor brief, brief, brief. And yet, they keep on putting handcuff or neck cuff on the neck of people. So I think um, I just hope that this government knows what they are doing. I think they are they are just clueless, and I hope that. They will start working because when he was campaigning, he said he will hit the ground running. Now the ground is running. We are not seeing anything. I just hope this Tinobu knows what he's doing. All Thank right. you. Thank you very much, T, uh, Tyro, TA, for joining us. Let's go to WhatsApp now and see the messages we've got there. Fetcha is here with me. Fetcha, talk to me. All right, uh, Sandra, this person says, if First Lady encourages Super Falcons before going to World Cup, what is wrong with hosting them when they return for a good job? Well done. Everything should not be based on feminism. Sandra, Pastor Bakari have access to Asorok. You should stop all this media paparazzi. Oldu from Badagri. 
Um, Sandra, Made from Suleri. Everything Tunde Bakari said were absolutely correct. Maybe Bakari doesn't have the moral rights to criticize the APC president and illegitimate government, but he's still a Nigerian and has every right to criticize, to speak out against the APC president and government whenever they are kicking their blatant own goals. What do we expect anyone linked to the APC party or governments? They will surely defend the indefensible criminality illegalities of their leaders and anti-people's policies. God bless Sarah for suing the government, executives and legislatures, hereby exposing their pathetic atrocities and criminalities. Uh, this one says, um, okay, good afternoon, Sandra. According to a British political scientist and philosopher, John Locke, he said in his theory, since governments exist by the consent of the people in order to protect the rights, life, property of the people and promote the public good governments that public good governments that fail to do so can be resisted and replaced with new governments and that's john locke's uh, political philosophy why can't we make a courageous move and remove these men out of power it's appalling that even the educated citizens are still suffering in the country that is blessed with abundance human and natural resources nigeria's situation is pathetic please um this one says the Niger military backpedaling now is because they have started feeling the impact of the sanctions. If nothing is done now, they might be in bigger trouble. Pastor Bakari, our 16th president, the voice not from God. He shocked me. <laughs> Niger junters are aware that their 12K troops can't stop ECOWAS intervention. But I prefer dialogue. I beg. That's Greenish. All right, Greenish. Let's More? come back to the phone lines. Okay. Uh, 99.3. Hello. Hello. Yeah, Sandra, good afternoon. Good afternoon. What's your name, sir? Engineer Oprah. Welcome, from, Engineer. Um, lucky at the moment. All right, talk to me. Um, I just want to appreciate Nigeria for and the staffs for the good job you guys are doing. I really want to appreciate all of you, you know, and the CEO, everyone in the studio, those are, those on, you know, you know, doing this all the whole, you know, making sure that we get this uh, program, you know. Uh, right on time. God bless you all. Oh, um, thank you. I, 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 what I want to say about Nigeria, I, I, I think Nigeria has begun to understand that um, they, they still have a stand. They still have a chance to dialogue and, uh, you know, um, make their make their points you know, or just stand known to you know to, to echo us and. Uh, and that's why they they are, they are, they are see the window opening for them, you know, to negotiate or uh, you know to uh, to dialogue with Ecowas and uh, probably um, because there's something Ecowas doesn't know. Probably they need to now open up the Ecowas and let them know that this is probably the reason why you know they took their they took the they took the um, the, the, the the side you know they took the, to um, to the coup, so I think that's why they are um, they are now uh, clinging to this uh, um, dialogue. Are you with me? I'm with you. Yeah, and um, I also want to appreciate our women who went for the female work of the Falcon. I, I like I like good news, okay, and I I think these are just the two things I want to say. I I, I just pray that God in the next walk up, I pray that. Um, would have had enough preparation because um, even now, do you know that we're also having issue with the five, uh, the uh, the basketball team. Um, you know, at the moment, I, I, I'm just privileged to let you know. Um, so we need to really have a, a enough enough time to prepare. We have good team. We have good, uh, you know, good good uh, sportsmen and women who are willing to, you know, to take us to that to, to that level to. Showcase what they what they have to the to the uh, to the world, and uh, um, the only way we can do this is to provide them with the equipment and the training kits and everything they need, so that they can prepare ahead of time and show their talent, show their skills, show what they've got, show that they are probably Nigerian. I love this country. I don't want anything to happen. I'm still hoping that. We'll get his price someday. God bless you, Sandra. Bless you as well. Thank you very much for calling and thank you for the appreciation. We yeah. appreciate it. What's your Hello. name, sir? Good evening. Yeah, good evening, Sandra. Yes, good evening. What's your name, sir? Yeah, you have Emmanuel on the line. Welcome, Emmanuel. Talk to me. Yeah, Sandra, um, I'm sorry, Denaira, we uh, uh, 
continue to nosedive. Okay. Yeah, the reason is uh, we are not producing, uh, uh, I mean, uh, things in this country that should stabilize the Naira. Okay. You know, um, if we are giving birth to 10 children this year, by next year, uh, I mean, there will probably be 11 children. You know, and then uh, for people who buy these uh, uh, children uh, foods, um, if you are looking for dollar to buy uh, uh, 10, that means you will increase it to 11 next year. You know, which simply means that uh, we'll keep sourcing for the for the dollar. And then uh, the uh, principle of uh, demand, you know, and supply, you know, will we, we set in. It's unfortunate uh, that uh, the president never take this into cognizance that these things will come in phases. You know, you implement the first, then if you are to bring in the, the second one, you will know. If you are not to imp- I mean, implement the second policy, then you will know. No, but uh, whether they don't have advice, uh, I, I don't know who are going to take responsible for this because this president does not have a cabinet in place. You know, and then for the issue of uh, Niger Republic, mm-hmm. um, I think uh, our interest should come to certain, you know, before the interest of the West. Mm. You know, because we are closing our borders. The people over there, you know, they, they, they some goods, as I'm told, you know, are stocked. You know, right at the edge of the border. Yeah, you know, yeah. who's can't come in from Niger? Yeah. Who's can't go into Niger from Nigeria? Yeah. You know, uh, we should have. Uh, I mean, our president should have uh, uh, take all this into cognizance. You know, before this uh, grandstanding. You know, uh, they 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 are complicit in some of these things. You know, the civilian leaders of West Africa. You know, they should because some of their failures are the reason why this. Uh, military guys are bold enough to come in because they give uh, excuses of insecurity, poverty, corruption, and so on, you know, which is largely fueled by these uh, civilian leaders. So they should give their people dividends of democracy and their music amenities. So as some of these military guys won't uh, have these excuses, you know. But in my own view, hmm. I mean, we should our personal interest, you know, should come in. The president should, uh, I mean, look around, check the, check the books, and look everything, everything. I mean, things that are, that will personally. I mean, uh, influence Nigeria into, uh, I mean, into moving forward should be taken into cognizance before some of these policies, I mean, are implemented. Thank you, mm-hmm. Thank, you Thank you very much, Emmanuel, for calling. Fetter, we've got more messages. Let me hear them. Olu Shoga says that ECOWAS leaders meet for their selfish interests. They will never meet to complain about bad leadership in any West African country, but be fast to meet when there is a coup. ECOWAS failed the test when they allowed the military to remain in power in Burkina Faso, Guinea and Mali. So what's so special in Niger? The citizens welcome the military, so why can't ECOWAS go and sleep as usual and let peace reign in the West Coast? And that's from Olu Shoga. Um, good afternoon, Harry from Bariga says... Dialogue is the option in Niger coup. If the Ecobas go ahead on military option, firstly, they will kill the former ousted president and all political detainees. Already, ECOWAS is divided among themselves. All the sanctions being leased on Niger, it is the public of Niger that suffers. No amount of dialogue will bring back the ousted president for which the Jontas know that giving back the government to the ousted president will lead to the crime of the mutiny. Sandra. Okay, I don't think this is important. Uh, <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Let me, let me see. Let me see. I gotta see. I gotta okay. see. Some people are... I beg, I beg, I beg, I beg. All right. Um, this person says, is this president a Moses or Pharaoh? Getting red. Um, good afternoon, Sandra. It's a pity. Okay, any situation that will make the president come out live is prevented by APC. The reason the first lady played the role of the president. Okay. Um, when a wise man fails, he takes the blame and makes corrections. But when a foolish man fails, he blames others and looks out for other failed folks to be compared with. Nigeria don't fail. She should sacrifice her life for it. Patrick Abel from Ogba. Raphael says, Sandra, scarcity has started already. Please investigate. Thanks. Ah. <laughs> already? Just ah. Says. Ah. Lagos. Ah. Okay. Back to the phone lines. Mm, good afternoon. Okay. No, 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 no. no. Back, to, back, what's to, back to WhatsApp. Good afternoon, yes. Sandra. With due respect to Pastor Tunde Bakari, this is the time we need that Save Nigeria group he formed that, that time to protest against Jonathan. Otherwise, posterity would never be friendly with him. Itawili from Jakonde. Uh, Francis says the Niger coup issue is between them and their master France. The, le- the latter is trying to use Nigeria and ECOWAS leaders to continue exploiting their gold and uranium. We should wash our hands off this nonsense. 
Sandra, good day. Subsidy is the only thing all Nigerians benefit from. And Tinubu APC government removed it. Where is the renewed hope? This must be a renewed hopelessness. So sad. Nigeria is on autopilot. From Akinwale Nikeja. Akinwale, thank you very much for your message. I don't think that petrol subsidy is the only thing that Ni- the Nigerian masses benefit from the government. Um, I could give you a long list, but I'm not sure you really want to hear it per se. Let's come back to the phone lines. Maybe take one call and then bring you business news. 99.3, hello. Oh, my sister. Thank God I'm the last caller. Okay. This will be calling from Ikeja. Obi, welcome. Talk to me. Sandra, I'm Mama Kekime. Oh, Dimma, sir. Kekime. Sandra, mm? you know, say, why I like your progress. When you make, when you add a little bit of uh, comic relief, I prefer you than when you're too serious. <laughs> that's, why, that's why I like Apabio. Apabio will make me laugh sometimes. He doesn't for what he's saying is not good, but he makes me laugh, you know? Sorry, Sandra, I'll do my best, sir. There's abomination in them. If people are speaking grammar, there's abo- men are standing on the street and women are picking them. I've been saying this. There's trouble in Nigeria. Uh, women are picking men. Abomination. My neighbor's dog used to make too much. Oh, oh. Yesterday he said, oh, there's hunger. The dog can no longer shout. That's problem, Sandra. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye-bye. Thank you very much for calling. <laughs> Okay, um, right. Last week, Tuesday, I spoke to community leaders from Oworoshonki about demolitions that happened there in Oworoshonki. If you missed that interview, I'll replay it for you uh, um, from four o'clock today after the business news. Quite the heartbreaking story. Um, quite the... Um, quite the uh, uh, study in when government interventions or government actions do not fully carry the people along, uh, when government interventions, government actions um, don't uh, put priority on consultation, um, also leaves a lot of room for miscommunication to occur, for people to draw all kinds of inference, for misinformation to occur. um, it, it was it was just um, it was a really intriguing conversation. So if you if you didn't catch it last week um, Tuesday when I had the conversation with residents and stakeholders of Oroshonki, um, I recommend that you are still here at four when we bring that your way. I'm Sandra Ezekwesili S Ezekwesili on social media. Don't go away because after four o'clock, after we bring you that conversation from last week at four today, at five o'clock, you get to tell me if you have ever been asked to pay for a job. I told you about um, the FCC, uh, uh, Federal Character Commission, um, going through a wild scandal at the moment because it came out that they were doing proper uh, 